Stephanie Coxon. And I'm Kathy Anderson Martin. And we are two women influencing real life. So let's twirl. Have you ever thought about the idea that we get sick at the exact same time every single year? I know I have. I've watched my children become snot factories. And you really have to wonder what is it about the time of year that causes that to happen? So we're bringing on Dr. Jessica Herzog, and she is a functional medicine doctor out of Utah with Blue Pebble Health. And we want to have some just question and answer sessions on how can we boost our immune system? How do we how do we prepare for flu season? How do we get through it? And anything else that she can give us advice on. So join us. I'm Stephanie Coxon. I'm Kathy Anderson Martin. And we are two women inspiring real lives. So let's twirl. Thank you so much for joining us today, uh, Dr. Herzog. I, you know, I really have a lot of respect for what you do because you really kind of flip the way we look at medicine on its head. And you look at it from a completely different angle as, you know, the root cause of things rather than just throwing band-aids at it. And I think there's a lot that people can learn and just get basic strategies from your experience of coming from a very allopathic background to a more holistic medical background. And I'm hoping that we can really kind of dive in to the the season, the holiday season per se, and understand more of what's happening to us. And I want you to know there's always a theme when I bring health people on. And that is I am I I always have a measurement of where Kathy stands on, oh on eating like organic food and that sort of stuff. Like how far down the hippie trail has she come? And so my goal is to one day get her to a 10. I think she might have moved up to a three. Um, I, the I last disagree. Pu- I the, disagree. <laughs> last couple of weeks. I'm hoping like you could give her some insight to why she would want to move towards the, the 10 spot. I think I'm at a five. Thank you very much. I think, I've, and I would just like to say before we start this conversation, I'm very excited to this. I don't think I have had a cold in two years. So that's what I'm going to start with. So while you're looking at a three, I have not been sick. So, okay. And she does have an essential oil box. I now do have an essential oil box. I do. Yes. And you know, you do know that Dr. Herzog is like an essential oil expert. I do know that as well, which is why I had to blurt out before we even went on to say (laughs) the show that I now have an essential oil box because I want to make friendly with our guests. So, so, um, Dr. Herzog, let me just ask you some questions. What is flu season? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So it's, it's interesting that it's a, it's a sequence of unfortunate events, right? It's, it's back to school, crappy school lunches, or, or who knows what the kids are packing in their own lunches, uh, filled with holiday parties, Halloween, um, Thanksgiving and then Christmas. So it's a, it's a series of um, excuses to have sugar or processed food. And, and probably that is one of the main reasons for this season. Yes, you could probably argue that, you know, a lot of parts of the country are having lower sunlight. So maybe vitamin D levels are going down. And the sun also helps us to regulate our minerals and our, use our minerals properly. So, so the lower hours a day of sunlight coupled with the crazy sugar 
uh, exposures that we're having, uh, that's probably what the bulk of flu season is. And that means we can do a lot about it if we um, unravel those those triggers or those those um, culprit events. Yeah, I've always found it interesting that detox symptoms and flu symptoms match. Yeah, and I just so I'm going to ask first of all detox symptoms. What what do you mean by that? So when a person starts to detox and pull things out of their system, so whether it's chemicals or heavy metals or whatnot, and they push their system too fast, too far, they will experience, you know, stuffy noses or headaches or vomiting or diarrhea. I mean, literally, you can essentially put any anything within the flu category, you can put as a detox symptom when someone pushes their body too much. Is that right, Dr. Herzog? Yes, yes, definitely. So it's, See, it's I'm right. Yes. <laughs> so it is interesting, um, you know, and and it, we can we can fill in the gaps here with part of this conversation because it maybe depends on um, if you've heard this before. But there's there's um, there's two camps of thought within the wellness spectrum. This in this conversation started in the 1800s, and one camp was the germ theory, and one camp was the terrain theory. So it's either you know germs are bad and they're harming us, and we need to fight germs, versus we need to fortify our bodies, we need to fortify our you know nutrition, our microbiome. Um, our, our mind, our, our healthy thoughts. So fortifying the body versus fighting germs and, and fortifying the body probably wins out on what true health really is. I mean, yes, you can, you can battle your life fighting germs all the time, but if you really want true health, um, disease, uh, prevention, disease reversal, it's really, really helpful to make sure you're focusing on the terrain. So what, what happens during those unfortunate events, those few months, so much sugar exposure, um, what does sugar do? Sugar is inflammatory. So your your gut's not working as well. Your microbiome is shifted. You're not getting as many nutrients because sugar's empty calories. Um, so it, we really set up our nutrition and our bodies overall to have an inferior terrain, an inferior uh, makeup so that we can't do the the the, the possible fighting or, or you can argue that maybe we're strong enough to do some of the good underlying detox work. So so it's, it's a very interesting conversation, but um, my whole message is around fortification of your body, um, being empowered, bringing up resources, giving you the tools to use at home so that you can uh, prevent these things and, and even recover from some crazy chronic situations. So let's start with like, let's say, okay, someone has zero money, right? They're not going to purchase any supplements. They're not going to do any therapies, which with inflation these days, that that's, that's true. a legitimate thing that's about re- people having zero money, but go, go ahead. Yeah. What, like just by walking into the grocery store, like what's the, what should our thought patterns be in order to shift our health without doing, you know, without doing anything but food, let's say. 
start with food because yeah, that's start the with most food. basic. Everybody has to eat. And everyone and what has can the opportunity. Yeah, right. everyone has the opportunity, and everyone can choose a banana over a candy bar. Like everyone can make that sure. choice, right? And save Absolutely. money. I like to include yes. and save money. Right. Yes. So talk yeah. to us about that because I I find that a lot of people I run into really struggle when they walk into the grocery store, and they think they can't afford anything. Um, you know what? What really happens? What are people looking for then when they are grocery shopping? Or what should they be looking? Or what for? should they be looking right. for? Yeah, great question. So whole whole foods, ideally things without labels, right? So a a bag of potatoes, a bag of carrots. Um, you know, you can you can make soup pretty pretty easily. But it, I think, part of it comes back to that our instant gratification mindset. Right now, you know, we we can access anything on our phone within seconds and and making soup just is going to take a little time. So I, I think to spend some quality time, you know, with your family or or just by yourself, investing in yourself and actually getting out a knife and cutting up an onion and cutting up some potatoes and, and having whole food things that we cook at home, uh, not using the microwave. Um, some frozen stuff is okay because they preserve a lot of the, the nutrients of fruits or vegetables that are frozen at their at their peak of ripeness. But trying not to rely on things that are canned, trying not to rely on multi-ingredient types of packaged foods, um, we're, nutrition really just comes from whole foods. So, so finding ways to work them in, you're right, the apple, the banana, the carrot, the things that don't have an ingredient list is really the best place to start. And if you're not used to cooking or, or not used to um, purchasing uh, things from the produce section, just right, make that small change. Buy apples and bananas for snacks and, and start small. I, a friend of mine who owns some personal training studios and um, is very into fitness and health, always I, I've heard him say to people, eat what falls off a tree, grows out of the ground or comes off an animal. You know, yes. someone Probably. asked him, what should I eat? Probably. And that was kind of the thing. Yes. Out of the ground falls a picket off of the tree or an animal. Yeah. That's what you eat. But you hear I a lot that. of people talking about, for example, too many oxalates and spinach. So not to eat spinach or. I, I have no idea what that means. Okay. Too many oxalates. That's what they say. I've never so, said to myself, "Oh, I'm concerned <laughs> about my spinach oxalate count." But there's there are people back me up. Who are back me up here? Who are those like they will come in and like, "Oh, I can't have spinach. There's too many oxalates. I'm, I'm going to get a kidney oh, a kidney you're stone." Correct. You're correct. So my my personal philosophy, and I know there's lots of other colleagues of mine that would would agree with this. There is a camp that believes that you can get too much, too many oxalates. But my personal opinion that, that is shared by others is that when you have a more balanced terrain, it doesn't matter. You can metabolize the oxalates and they're fine. What is an oxalate? Uh, you kind of, have a, it's called like an anti-nutrient, so to speak. Okay. And they're just saying that it's, it's too concentrated in, in spinach. Sure. All right. Cause I worry about a lot of things these days, but not my spinach oxalate intake <laughs> right but, I so think that's, a good, that's good news i feel good about that <laughs> absolutely i think generally speaking people need to focus on eating more vegetables so i i think it's one of these odd conversations you know the, the, the disinformation if you will around um confusion around consuming things that are healthy on the other hand if someone is eating so many green smoothies a day and they're terribly nutrient deficient and they've got really big issues 
you know, is there something more balanced they could be eating? Possibly, yes. So in, in other words, you know, don't just take random people on the on some kind of talk shows advice. You may want to see a professional yes. uh, to help <laughs> you distinguish whether or not you can handle your oxalates. Yes. Right? Yes. I if just, you know what oxalate I just is. I wrote that down as a new thing to worry about. <laughs> the economy, um, war, war, and oxalates. Yes. Okay. Got okay. It. So we're sticking to, to whole foods. Do you think, and this is going to be a trick question, and Kathy's going to love it. Do you think there's a difference between organic and non-organic? Yes. Thank so, you. You'd be the second person on our show that has said that. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, there, there actually are some studies saying that the nutrients in some organic food that they tested was better. Now I, I would throw the caveat in there. I would prefer that we were all eating from a backyard biodynamic farm where your chickens and your goats are pooping in your garden and, and you're naturally fertilizing things and, um, you have a greenhouse, but, but the, the truth is we all don't have homesteads yet. The the interesting um, pieces maybe you can get something out of at a farmer's market maybe you can grow something in your backyard um, so so I think that's going to be your best option as far as nutrient levels it will have traveled a less distance to your plate you will have picked it you know at a at a closer time to the freshness and um, and hopefully your backyard or your community soil is. Um, is better than average, you know, better than the industrialized farming. So, um, yeah, organic at the grocery store is probably your your next better step. But um, but for those of us who know what oxalates are, maybe maybe the backyard <laughs> farm is the best is the best if you can if you can do it. Dr. Herzog, while um, Stephanie is busting on me, I would just like her to know and you to know that in my bay window of my home, there is a window box with spinach growing in it. And has been pretty much all of the year. So, I congratulate you. And now you know there's oxalates in them. Yes, and I'm not going to eat too much. <laughs> but I agree with you. You know, I think people get off on these little tangents. Yes. Uh, and sometimes as an excuse not to eat more fruits and vegetables. I know yeah, that's totally a, a huge change I've made. And it's really been remarkable, the change in so many other things with me physically by, you know, I now eat seven to nine fruits and vegetable servings a day. And I used to, if I did three or four, it was a yep. lot. So wonderful. That's a huge shift. Yeah. And what you can also grow in your little bay window there is herbs. They take up a, a smaller amount of space, but they have a lot of packed nutrition and a lot of flavor. And then you don't need to rely, you know, where our, our palate is skewed towards all of the the crazy you know artificial sweetness or crazy high sweetness that everything is when we can get a lot of uh, nutrition and flavor with um, natural herbs and healing. I mean, herbs can yes. really help your terrain, right? Absolutely, a lot of phytonutrients. Wait, in terrain, we're saying our bodies. Yeah. So y- your body having the correct type of bacteria because there's good and bacteria, good and bad bacteria and making sure that it's balanced or in homeostasis. So so to be healthy, to avoid the, we said flu season, is it really flu season, terrain versus germs? Yes. Right? Um, it starts with food and what we're consuming, correct? And so it's to eating more of fruits and vegetables and nutrient-dense food and less of, you said, like processed and sugar. So it's both sides. 
Yes, absolutely. But start wherever you can. You know, if if right, if you're not eating any fruits and vegetables, but you're not eating sugar, then then start start where you see the gap. Um, but I, Stephanie, you had an interesting uh, thought there with what can you do that doesn't cost any money? And I, I just wanted to, a few things came to my mind as far as immune boosters that are free. So I just wanted to highlight a couple of things that came to my mind when you said that. Um, one is grounding, or sometimes they call it earthing, and that is walking outside barefoot. And I know that might be hard to do when it's colder outside, but perhaps you have a, a concrete porch or a concrete patio or, or something where you can at least spend a, a few minutes outside. Well, they do also have grounding mats and grounding sheets and grounding pillowcases. It's probably better to get outside, but you're right. Any, any, um, any grounding can be reasonable. So I was just talking to someone about this and they were looking at some research and they were trying to measure the amount of time it takes to have to have a experience, like oh, to impact yeah. the body. And it was so quick. It was literally yeah. immeasurable. And so seconds. even yeah. if you, even if it's snowing, anyone can handle 15 seconds in the snow, right? Yes. Yes. I, Correct. A question about that because I just learned about that this summer. First of all, two-part question. It doesn't have to be out in the grass. It could be on your patio. Uh, and also, um, yes. why why is that important or what does that do? Great question. So you have to be on something that's going to conduct electricity or, or provide you with those electrons. So the ground is conductive because it's dirt. You know, grass is conductive. You know, there might be some dew on the grass. Water is conductive. Concrete is essentially crushed up rocks and, and rocks are natural. So that's going to conduct. Asphalt does not conduct. A live tree root would conduct, but an, a log, an, a log from a down tree does not. Hmm. Oh. So your deck, your deck does not count. Okay. So my mom would have said to me when I was little, if I, I love being barefoot, so she, not in winter typically, but if I would have ran outside in the grass in the winter, she would say, don't do that. You're going to get sick. Is that yeah, that's an old wives tale. Okay. I'm just, just checking. Mom, if you're listening, you heard it from Dr. Herzog. So when I'm walking outside, <laughs> so I'm grounding. You now have permission to go outside yeah. in your bare feet after how many years? Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> And but just, a, yeah, you're right. Just a, a few, a few seconds. You know, I, I like to, if you can linger outside and enjoy it, you know, the, get the sunlight on your face because my, the second free thing on my list here is sunlight. Um, yeah. And any amount of time is better than nothing. Um, but sunlight on your face in the morning is ridiculously important because coming into your eyes, the sunlight tells you that it's morning. So all of your circadian rhythm hormones are then set into play. Um, the, the sun on, on your face is going to help you utilize your minerals better. And then, you know, for vitamin D uh, production, we probably need more time. You know, it might be might be at least 20 minutes. And, and really they say you're supposed to be a little bit pink. Um, but we, we shouldn't forget that there's so many other sunlight benefits other than vitamin D. Um, the mineral aspect, the circadian rhythm aspect are just so huge. So um, there's also this ancient practice called sun gazing. 
you might have to, you know, read about it and, and look it up. But basically, every day you're you're um, within the first um, thirty minutes of sunrise, you're looking towards the sun, and you know it's, it's so many seconds the first day, and so many seconds seconds the next day, and you're supposed to kind of build up gradually over time. So um, you do want to look up those directions because it, it's you don't want to look at the you know noonday sun with you know with your with your naked eye. This is not that. This is at sunset or at sunrise, a specific amount of time. But there's some more like meditative related practices related to that, where um, you know maybe there's there's just generally some more enhancing benefits on a on a more whole body level. Now, can we go, I want to go back and talk about circadian rhythm because there might be a lot of people who don't even know what that is. So can you like, let's talk about that for a second, because this one's huge in our culture. Um, We have, and it goes back to sleeping, but we have a Mm -hmm. number of people who have very disruptive sleep or, you know, um, can't go to sleep or, you know, can't get up in the morning and all that kind of stuff. So talk to us about circadian rhythm for those who really don't know what that is and what happens with the sunlight and how that impacts those particular hormones. So the whole idea of a circadian rhythm is that our body has a rhythm related to the clock. So at, at certain times of the day, our bodies are going to be um, you know, having different levels of adrenal hormones, having different levels of cortisol, and going to be geared towards doing different things better. So between... Um, you know, sometime around five-ish in the morning is typically when we start to see our our cortisol rise for the day. Typically, we get that morning cortisol spike, and then it's about um, half of that level at lunchtime. It's about half of the lunch level at dinner time, and it's about half of the dinner level at bedtime. So that our body is um, kind of timing the day based on based on some of these hormones. So if you don't get that cortisol spike in the morning, you might be sluggish and, you know, have a hard time waking up or have a hard time getting out of bed. Or if your nighttime cortisol is higher than it should be, you might have a harder time going to sleep. And there's, there's other nuances to the, to the whole circadian rhythm hormone thing, but, but maybe the, the cortisol issue and just your body clocks, um, gear of the day is really helpful. And that's why, you know, shift workers who are working overnight, um, they can have some serious health consequences. They're, they usually live shorter lives. They wow. usually have uh, weight issues because the body's just not meant to work on that backwards clock. Wow. And I was there too. I was a, you know, I was a night, a hospital night worker for many years and it's just kind of what you have to do sometimes. But as soon as you can get off night shift, I would recommend people do that. And is, what about these people who say, well, I'm a night owl. So it's, it's different. Is that really the case or are they just that far off? I think it depends because I've certainly met some people who need significantly less sleep. Like some people can function perfectly on six hours of sleep. It just is a very rare person that can and should do that. You know, most of us are going to need, you know, seven or eight, but if they're functioning perfectly with six, then, then maybe they can get away with, you know, midnight to 6 a.m. This is something I've struggled with my entire life. I mean, since I was a little kid, I sat awake. And uh, so that that's really important. Um, we're going to take a break then um, come back to this because it is so many important things and yeah. more that we can talk about to stay healthy during this holiday season. America Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the iHeartRadio network. You can also listen on our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best in-class apps available on Apple, Android, and Alexa, where we stream 24-7. 
And now you can also hear them on the podcasts on those same apps. You can find out more about my show and get all the latest podcasts if you go to the menu navigation bar at America Out Loud under our shows or schedule, and you'll be in the know. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's foreign protein cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. 
Liberty.news. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back. So you've given us a lot of free things that we can do to begin shifting our health. What are some extra things that we should be doing? You know, you hear a lot about supplements and you hear a million different recommendations, you know, depending on who you're talking about um, or or listening to, I should say, like, like, let's just start with across the board, three things that people generally need to have a healthy immune system. Is there such a thing? But supplements, you mean? Yeah. Supplements. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great question because yes, I see nutrient deficiencies, and multiple nutrient deficiencies in the same person um, uh, regularly. I, I would say um, I haven't seen on a new patient. I have not seen somebody without a nutrient deficiency ever. Like if someone coming to me is not feeling well, and one hundred percent of the time they have at least one nutrient deficiency, if not three to five. And how so, do you find that out through blood tests or? Yes. Okay. Yes. But, but you're right. You know, the, the caveat there is not all doctors are ordering nutrient testing and then maybe they don't know the levels that they should be. Um, so, so the top nutrient that I would recommend for immune health is probably vitamin D because where most of us live in, in the U S um, you know, I'm in Utah, you're in Pennsylvania. We're kind of on that same latitude you know, a lot of the year, our sun is just not very strong. So even if you are outside more, you're just not going to have enough um, sunlight exposure to get high vitamin D levels. And, you know, if you're living in Southern Florida, you know, maybe you can get away with with less or no supplementation, but um, have your level checked. The, the reference range at the lab says 30 to 100. But the research tells us that you don't have any protection until your level's closer to 50 and the cancer protection is at least 80. So my, my particular philosophy is to try to get folks um, at least in that 60 to 80 range. And that's just usually where they feel better. And that really depends on your age and your size and you know what other health things are going on. But I would say most uh, most adults typically need something in the 5,000 range. Sometimes sicker folks or, or ones who have been um, dealing with more drastic things, it might be 10,000 a day or more. That's that's where it but says it, like 5,000 IU or is that correct. what it is? Okay. Correct. Yeah. So, so and then the folks that had the, the, the least mortality with COVID had the most, the, the higher vitamin D levels. So, so it's definitely something that's related to, to illness prevention. And vitamin D is a hormone, right? Uh, yes, technically, but it, but it's certainly a fat soluble vitamin as well. And with our poor diet, our poor nutrient intake, our poor digestion, most people are deficient on their fat soluble vitamins, which is vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E, and vitamin K. Okay. So, and generally does the K come with the D or are those two separate things for people? Um, sometimes you definitely find them in the same supplement. And if you're, if you're new to this whole wellness, um, thinking, I probably would consider getting vitamin D with vitamin K. 
just because you don't know if you're if you're deficient. Vitamin K comes from green leafy things. So if you're really, really great at, at eating, you know, a couple servings a day of, of green leafy things, then I don't always recommend my my patients who are kind of on that, you know, super high level of nutrition and and doing I don't always recommend that everybody takes a D plus K because they're usually getting K in some of their other items or from from more greens. Okay. So so number one is vitamin D. What's the yep. next one? Um Probably a toss-up between zinc and vitamin C. Both are incredibly important. Both I see deficient mm, almost 90% of the time. Wasn't there a link um, zinc and COVID as well or people that had yeah. deficiencies as well? I, I think you're right. Yes. So zinc, uh, there aren't that many foods that are rich in zinc, but pumpkin seeds happen to be one of them. So that's a healthy whole food that you can eat as a snack. You can get pumpkin seed protein and throw that in your smoothie. Um, you can throw pumpkin seeds on vegetables or in your salad. So, so that's a great whole food source. And then if you're having symptoms or just want to be more prepared, um, it can't hurt to take a little extra zinc. My, my personal favorite is a liquid zinc sulfate. And why? Because I've seen, well, I've seen really good things with it um, repleting folks faster and having it be in a liquid form, you can easily dose it, you know, one or two drops for kids. And then if you're, when you're really, really low in zinc, zinc can make you nauseated. So it's, it's nice to have something where you can dose it really low and slow and only increase it if you're doing well. And then what about the vitamin C? Is this something that people should just be, you know, is there anyone who shouldn't be taking it? Is there, is that something that's safe for everyone to take? Yeah, vitamin C we get from food. So it's definitely something that we're all exposed to. We all should be getting. Vitamin C is very interesting. We do not make vitamin C. With some other vitamins we, act, correct, correct. Okay. Some, of the, some vitamins we actually do produce ourselves, uh, but vitamin C we do not make and we can burn through uh, thousands, tens of thousands, possibly even hundreds of thousands of milligrams a day on vitamin C when our immune system is working overtime, doing some, some important, um, fighting work. So it, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting one. So the, the food sources are of course, citrus. Everyone knows that, um, broccoli is good. Um, uh, strawberries are great. Um, what about tomatoes? Tomatoes are great. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Um, uh, rose hips tea is another option. Um, and then this is a great one. Raw potatoes. Right. Why? So, <laughs> not so I know. Interesting. So, but if you're, if you're not well, and this is something that you have in your, in your pantry. So I've sliced them very, very thin, and then you can use them like a chip to, to scoop salsa so that it has some reasonable flavor, but it's crunchy like a chip. You know, raw potatoes was the one thing my pig would not eat. I just want oh, everyone really? to be aware. Yeah. <laughs> Lulu did not like them. I mean, they would lay in her pet forever. Like you, they would just, they just eventually come into the ground. Potatoes are my very favorite food. If that's all I could have ever again, it would be potatoes. And I used to eat <laughs> raw potatoes as a kid all the time. Really? And I think my mom used to say, don't eat that or you'll get worms. But I, oh, I don't know. I think your mom may have been wrong on a few things. <laughs> so, so 
so I'm all in favor of that, the potatoes. And uh, anyway, but, awesome. but I want to, wait, I, it doesn't count if it's cooked? Well, the, the heat is going to inactivate a lot of the vitamin C. So you're going to get higher vitamin C with the raw forms of the foods. Um, Got it. Okay. So, 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 you know, if you're, if you're really trying to move the needle on, on an illness or a level or, or detox support, or then, then you want to, you want to do that. And let me just clarify when you mentioned these things like vitamin D and C, you should take this to prevent getting ill, but then certainly also, if you are starting to feel a little yucky, um, to start ramping these things up, correct? Correct. Correct. So vitamin C, you can take every hour when you're sick. Wow. Okay. I think I, I probably would bump it up from, you know, once or twice a day to three to four times a day. You and vitamin D, vitamin D, you could probably double or triple your, your dose for a few days. You can't overdose on zinc, or vitamin C. You use it and you use what oh, you no. use, right? When you get to your amount, you will know. Do, do you? You know. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell her. Tell her, Dr. Herzog. <laughs> tell, just say I'm right again. Go ahead. <laughs> can't miss it. <laughs> It's so, so it's called a vitamin C flush and it's not from the top. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Accidents happen. <laughs> but that's, um, I would say that's usually if you do, you know, more than say 10 to 20,000 in a few hours, but, but, but like 1000 milligrams an hour is usually extremely well tolerated. You know, I will say when I, uh, a couple years ago, uh, I got COVID. Well, I never tested, but I called Stephanie, who is my medical practice person. So she's right a lot of the times, but she, I, I said, I don't feel so good. She said, you have COVID. I remember those are some of the first things you told me because I was taking the vitamin C and so forth. So you were like, you got to ramp that up. You've got to increase quercetin and some of the other yeah. things. And uh, I got better rather quickly, but you know, that, that was quite helpful because I just thought you just take what you take and you're done. She made it sound so simple, but I want to clarify. I had her get into my sauna with me. Like I brought her over to my house. I'm like, and she tried escaping multiple times. I was like, I was like a four-year-old. I have to go to the bathroom. I need to get a drink. I can see see why your mom told you things, even if she was wrong. She probably was just trying to contain you. (laughs) But but, I have a question. So you have C, D and zinc. What about, and a friend of my mom's who was a physician said elderberry. What about that? Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, it's reasonable. I mean, outside of those top three, there's probably a laundry list of 10 to 20 really, really awesome things. So it just depends on uh, what you like, what you have at home, what you have access to. But there's multiple things that are just fantastic for immune support. You know, and um, Stephanie started this by what you can do that's free. And I think, and we've talked about this and I know I've realized this and the person who got me to um, shift my thinking about health four years ago said this comment, and we brought this up before, you have to invest in your health. And um, a lot of times we say, oh, this is expensive to buy better food, supplements, whatever, but it is far more expensive to be sick. And, or to um, be on 10 different medications. Yes. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. that's a, that's an investment right there at your pharmacy. Right. Well, now I want to be healthy just in spite of the pharmaceutical industry, just to <laughs> yes. spite them. So that's um, the way she operates. Yes. If, you, if you tell her no, she's going to do it. If yes. you tell her yes, she could care less. Yes. 
So, um, you know, so it is an investment um, that pays wonderful dividends. It does. And I, I always like to say you either pay for it now or you pay for it later, right? So you pay a little bit of a higher price perhaps for decent food, or you're going to pay the pharmaceutical companies and the doctor's visits. And I, I think the average, the, the average cost of a person per year is about $10,000 in medical expenses. And by cleaning up your just your diet and maybe adding in a couple supplements, it's actually going to save you a ton of money, right? If if you're one of those people who are having to show up to multiple doctors off, you know, visits and pick up your prescriptions and do all that yeah. sort of thing. Yep. And there really isn't a good a resource for the common cold that your, your primary care doctor has, you know, they're, it's, it's slightly out of their wheelhouse. It's really not, they weren't really taught a whole lot of nutrition or a lot of preventative uh, natural options. So um, you're right. You're maybe going to go and and get something that maybe you don't even need. Um, I, I had one thought when you were mentioning, um, you know, the cost of healthcare. One one thing that came to my mind is a statistic that I heard that eighty percent of ER visits, and they were suspecting that eighty percent of office visits were related to stress. Oh. And guess what stress does? Suppresses our immune systems and makes you more susceptible to everything, including autoimmunity. Um, so, so just another plug for, you know, what's something else free you can do? Meditate, walk, you know, get a reasonable bedtime uh, to sleep more, um, pray. We, we really should be mindful about what our mindset is because, you know, if we have negative thoughts going all day long, or, or maybe we're even, I hope I don't get sick. I hope I don't get sick. Well, you're just planting in your mind the word sick because the, the mind, the subconscious mind doesn't word, know the word. No, you have to always say the positive thing. You know, it's interesting you say that because I was just listening to a show that had a, a doctor on there who was talking about brain health. And what do you need to do if you want to have good brain health? And a couple of things that I thought was interesting is one, loneliness will deteriorate your brain. And uh, two was that those those negative comments will actually deteriorate your brain as well. Exactly yes. what you're saying. And so you kind of have to reprogram the way you're, you know, stop yourself when you get that that negative comment and rephrase it, make it into a positive Yes. And I think that's more important than I, people recognize. I call my favorite word is perspective. You know, you look at something from your perspective and it's a, usually just a very narrow one. You know, you say, what was me because of this or that? And social media affects that. And then you realize, but instead of looking at the woe is me, the blessings that you have, and that goes back to gratitude and loneliness. Um, I agree. I mean, at the beginning of COVID, I think God created us for community. And when they were isolating people, I'm like, this can't be good because we're going against the way we were created to be with people. And even if you're not from a faith basis, people didn't walk across the country by themselves. They went in wagon trains and lived in tribes and villages. And you have to be with people. Um, so that's part of that mental health, right, Dr. Herzog? Absolutely. Yes. So another another thought, so I, I feel obligated to, um, uh, it's not a free comment, but it's a very low cost comment that a couple drops of essential oil can be really awesome for supporting your immune system. You know, a, a couple drops of 
uh, on guard a couple times a day, you know, can really help strengthen things. Um, uh, and then from a from an emotional wellness perspective, our sense of smell is connected to our limbic system in the brain. So smelling an essential oil can have dramatic effects on our mood, our mindset, um, just our mental wellness in general. So they, they come in a, in a few different places there. So how does one go about choosing their, you know, what oil is right? You can kind of categorize them a little bit, right? Like citrus oils and maybe, you know, your wood oils and stuff. Are there particular ones that are good for particular feelings that people can kind of go to, to help them start this journey if they want to use essential oils mm-hmm. emotionally? Mm-hmm. Sure. I would say citrus oils are just uplifting in general, and uh, tree oils are grounding in general. And, and um, you know, I don't know, flower oils are kind of somewhere in between. But going with what smells good to you is also a, a, a wonderful first step. But there are some resources out there. Actually, there's an app that I love called Essential Emotions. Um, it, is a, it is not a free app, but it is one of my favorites where you can look up a um, a body part, you can look up an oil, you can look up uh, an emotion, and it can you can help decide what essential oil might be helpful for working through that particular emotion. I, I have to admit, since I now have a little oil case, um, with not as many oils as Stephanie, <laughs> but I do have some, I never know what to do with what, you know, I sit there, I stare at them. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know, am I supposed to eat this? Am I supposed to put it on my head? Am I supposed to I don't know what to do with them. You know, that's so why I, I'm not sure if someone's told you this yet, but you have my phone number. I, I know, but I don't want to be called. Hey, what about this? What about this? You know, that's my, but I'm challenged with that. I mean, you, you just know what to do with it. I'm like, I don't know whether I'm supposed to ingest this or what. So to some extent, you know, my, my first, my first reaction to that comment might sound a little bit strange, but it's ask your body what it wants. Can I ask it want can I ask a question I've always been afraid to ask? Is there any of them that if I do, if I put, see, it's for easy for me just to put it on my tongue like, yeah. to taste it. Are there any that will kill me if I eat them? I mean, if you eat one drop, probably not. Okay, well, I'm not drinking the whole bottle. Well, the beauty, the beauty is, is that um, doTERRA oils have on the side a supplement fact label if, if they're okay to ingest. So that's a really quick and dirty way. If you see a supplement fact label on the bottle, then you know, you know, you can ingest it. Okay. See, easy peasy. Yes. Otherwise, a drop or two in your hand, some deep breaths with cupped over your nose, rub it on your ears, rub it on your wrist, throw it in a diffuser. My favorite is lavender. Lovely. I'm a lavender fan. Is that good? It's not bad. Sure. Okay. Sure. It's not bad. Yeah. No. Okay. I, I feel like everybody has their favorite. Okay. <laughs> You're allowed. It's okay. But on uh, as far as um, you know, immune support, I would say my I really do love On Guard, and it has that really neat cinnamon cinnamon spicy kind of a smell and flavor. Um, that's lovely because it almost has that holiday type of season smell to it. So it's wonderful to diffuse in the workplace, in your home overnight is great. Cause you know, all night then those wonderful uh, molecules are going into your nose, keeping, keeping things um, 
behaving themselves. Now, is it true that the some of the the oils used in the on guard blend it ha- were the same herbs used during the bubonic plague? There, there is some historical overlap to to protection, and I'll, I'll say it this way. Um, there was great benefit to the people who were in the perfume industry because they had the most exposure to essential oils. Interesting. Hmm. So you can go back and yeah. look at this stuff. Well, and I was just thinking we're coming on to the Christmas season. What were, you know, three, the three gifts brought to the um, yes. Jesus? Yes. Um, gold, obviously. I mean, but frankincense and myrrh. Yeah, which are both oils, right? And highly prized back in those, I mean, when Christ was born and they were gifts that they viewed as great value to bring to this new king, right? I'll I'll be honest. If I don't know what oil to use, I use frankincense. Like that's, if if I'm not a hundred percent sure, I'll just, I'll go with frankincense because I just find it to be such an amazing oil. What's your favorite, Dr. Herzog? Tell us, tell America- Well, tell whoever's the listening. World. Yeah, you tell know, them the oil that we should all be using. What what is it? You know, that's it's so hard because um for me, for me, they're all my friends, but which friend do I need today? You know, which which um I feel like you're a politician avoiding the dodging the question. <laughs> <laughs> I need a direct answer here. People need to know. There's the black and white people who are listening who are like, just tell me which oil to use and I will use it. You know, I, okay. If you forced me to pick one, I probably would say DDR prime. Okay. That is a, that is a blend. It is a blend, but frankincense is 100% in that blend. And what's the, what's, and why do you choose that one? As far as you know, providing body support just to make corrections, right? We're going to need to have immune corrections and just different, um, uh, you know, homeostasis is is essentially bringing the body back to balance and and sorting out all the corrective pathways it needs to take. And it's really, really good for that. It's a little of a spicier. It does also have thyme in it, T-H-Y-M-E. And time is um, a fantastic immune support. I use it alone. I use time alone frequently when when patients need that kind of support. But um, it, as far as um, yeah, as far as a, a health a health benefit, I would say DDR Prime does a lot of the heavy lifting. But it, it contains a lot of your favorite oils. It contains frankincense. It contains the citrus. It contains um, uh, yeah, wild wild orange is the is oh and clove. I forgot that it does contain clove, and clove is one of the more powerful antioxidants. Oh, interesting. Okay, you know, as as you've shared all of these different things, I was thinking in my mind. Um, you shared about eating, which is the body, and um, you know, we really are body, mind, and spirit. Because you talked about you know the grounding and the and the nutrition and so forth, and, pray. and prayer and meditation. I mean, that's one of the things that I start my every morning with walking, and then it's a devotional time because I'm a person of faith. So it's more than meditation; it's prayer and so forth. But um, we really were created to be body, mind, and spirit. And it's amazing how you say all these things together into being healthy and staying healthy, and how I think traditional medicine doesn't 
they don't do that. You know, you go in for one thing. I mean, I remember before switching kind of my healthcare to the more natural pathic, you know, going in for one thing and saying, Oh, by the way, I have this rash here, whatever. Well, I can't see that while you're here. You have to schedule another appointment. And I'm like, why I'm sitting right here. Can't you look at that? And they're like, no, because insurance, I mean, that was that, yeah. that crazy. And, um, this is a whole different approach. It's all these different things. And yeah, so totally. Yeah. And, I mean, and, and uh, sorry, an interesting way to think about that is it's actually five in, in traditional Chinese medicine, it's actually five things. It's um, the body, the mind, the emotions, the spirit, and the energy. And they actually break it down into five different components, which is quite fascinating. So we've even, even, um, you know, kind of lost a little bit of that um, individuality. So, so I'm curious, <laughs> excuse me. Oh, so now she's, she's oh. coughing. <laughs> so if, if, um, what is different about going to a regular doctor versus let's say coming to you as a functional doctor? That's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, um, the approach, you know, they're, they're, um, usually a time-based, um, you know, if they see you for two minutes and write a prescription, they get to charge the insurance company the same amount if they charge, if they sat with you for 30 minutes and counseled you on what you ate. So there's, there is a de- de-incentivized financial plan for not counseling you. They're incentivized financially to prescribe something. And um, I have not taken insurance for I don't know, six or so years because I have to spend the time with you counseling. We have to talk about your diet, your mindset. I have to spend a whole hour on your labs. Um, and, and we're not, these aren't cursory discussions. These are trying to unwind the inflammatory root cause that, that is going to add years to your life. Literally. Um, some of the insurance data shows that when you get when you are diagnosed with Alzheimer's, they look and can look back at your labs and your blood sugar has been off for 10 years. So wow. that's what I'm making sure is normal today so that your trajectory doesn't lead you there. And that's frankly, that's not what medical school taught me to do. You know, this is everything I had to piece together on my own after the fact, because I found myself in a broken hospital system that I wasn't comfortable operating in. So kind of, you know, went back to the drawing board and um, learned a little bit more and, and got myself out and um, and now really feel like I'm helping people because we're reversing, reversing symptoms, reversing disease, but not with band-aids, not with synthetic things, but with true healing, true nutrition. Um, and folks are getting to know their body that you, you know, your body best. So who, who is the... Who is the who is a doctor to say that you should be, um, you know, going down the path of a medication when when listening to your, to your own self and your own body is is um, something that you know best. So you know, if if someone's interested in doing the more functional route, do you have good resources for them? How do they find you or a doctor like you in their area? In their right. yeah. yeah. Um, there are searches out there. I believe, um, ifm.org or functionalmedicine.org might have a 
a list where you can search by city. Um, you know, I've, I've been out for so long that I don't, I don't even think I'm, I I'm, don't even think I listed myself on that site anymore, but I am at bluepebblehealth.com. Um, you know, Stephanie, you're in Pennsylvania, but I, I still do have a Pennsylvania license, so I can still see uh, folks from Pennsylvania over telemedicine and, um, yeah, check out our, check out our website, um, give us a call and we're happy to help. Awesome. It, it's all such great information and, uh, timely information. Again, we think of it as cold and flu season, but you kind of, um, changed, flipped that around a little bit more about what we eat season and what we're, how we're living season. And, uh, we all want to be healthy and, you know, take care of ourselves now and how that affects our future. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I think there's a lot to be gleaned from this conversation, especially how much actually doesn't really cost us any information. And I think that's important for everyone to understand is that you're really in charge of this and the way you open your, you know, the way you choose your foods, the way you walk into their grocery store and everything else. And while we may not all have medical licenses, we all have the power to choose our lifestyles and that we have the power to make the change within ourselves. So wherever you are, whatever you can do today, stand up, step forward and speak out.